Hi, this is Emily Trotter, and you're listening to Nothing But Fine Bible Talk, where we're going to do just that, talk about the Bible. We're going to read it, make some notes, learn some things, and hopefully put those things into practice. Are you ready to dig in? back into our study, and um, I appreciate you tuning in and being here. Um, so we're going to do the names of God, and I, this is the book that I did, um, Lord, I Want to Know You by Kay Arthur. I've, I've done it several times. This is, um, um, I, you know, because I, I did it, and I thought, oh, yeah, that'd be a good one to do when I did it first years and years ago. Because I was like, you know, I want to be one of those people that when I pray, I sound so high church and I, you know, sound like, you know, very scholarly and very righteous. And I want to be able to pray these names of God when I pray. I want to be able to speak them out loud and sound very scholarly and very smart and that I know a lot of things about God and the Bible. That's what I want to do. That's why I should know how to do these. And Maybe the first time, that's kind of what I did. I felt better about myself. But as time has gone on, and as I have gotten older, and as I have grown in my faith and in my walk and gotten closer to the Lord, I've come to really love and appreciate each individual name and what it means. So... to be able to, to know these aspects of who God is. And so that's why, because I never understood why, Lord, I want to know you. I never understood why that was the title of this book. And I mean, to be quite honest, it it really just kind of has sunk in the last few weeks, okay? Because why do we know the names of God? What's, what's, what's the significance of knowing all the names? What's the significance of, of spending time and looking at this and digging deeper into this? And Shane used this, said this phrase in his sermon on Sunday. And it just, I was like, this is a good phrase. And he said, meat on the bone, putting meat on the bone. And that is what this is. Knowing these names of God is putting meat on the bone. It's learning a little bit more, growing a little bit in your faith, adding a little more to your knowledge. Because as we've already talked about several times in the studies that we've already done is, The whole point is to grow and to know more. The whole point is to keep going. The whole point is to jump in and to learn a little bit more and to be able to tell a little bit more because the more you learn, this has been true for me, the more that you learn, the more you want to share. The more you want to say, oh my gosh, I just learned the coolest thing. I just have to tell somebody. I really have to tell somebody. I really need to. And it it ends up being, you know, first, you know, it was my mama. Let me call mama and tell her what I've learned today. Let me tell her, does she know this? Has she ever seen this before? Let me reach out and tell her this. And as I've matured, It's given me the ability to tell people that I don't necessarily know like my mama or my children. 
it's grown a little bit. It's given me some boldness. It's given me the confidence to be able to say, hey, I know what I'm talking about here because I know who God is. And I know what he means to me and I know how he works, right? Okay, so that's why it's called that. That's why it's called that. So there are lots of names. A few Sundays ago, we sang a song in the contemporary worship service called um, A Thousand Names. Connor Davis sang it. It's a beautiful song. (laughs) A thousand names. (laughs) A thousand. So there are, there are so many And there are some like, you know, Rock of Ages, Emmanuel, um, Healer, uh, what else? You know, of course, we have the Trinity in those those names too, God, Holy Spirit, Jesus. We have that in there too. But those are the ones that we really kind of know the most about. So, but we have all of these things. And when we think about Jesus or we think about God, we can come up with some some attributes that we think of. We can think of a lot of adjectives of how we describe him, whether it be loving, whether it be gracious, whether it be merciful and faithful and honest and true and the lion of Judah, the lamb that was slain. See, there's some more names here. When we think of all of those things, and then there are the more scholarly ones that use the Hebrew that make you sound really smart. And really kind of what made me think this is what we're going to do this fall is the song Gyra by Maverick City Music. And we sang it. Um, we've sung it several times in the contemporary worship, too. If you're not coming to that, you, you should. We have really good music, at least. That sounded bad. That was not anything against Shane or John or who the preacher is. But we do have really excellent music. Um, but we were singing Gyra. And it's so good. And it says, Jaira, you are enough, for I will be content in every circumstance because Jaira, you are enough. And Jaira, when, when we were, after we sang it, I, I stood up there and I said, because I um, serve on the praise team sometimes, and I, I said, Jaira means Jehovah Jaira is the God who provides happens to be my favorite name of God. We'll, we'll get into that later when it, when its turn comes. That's my favorite one. And I, I, I was able, people were like, oh, I didn't know what that meant. Oh, it makes sense now. So I thought, well, this will be good. Let's do this. Let's go through these names. Let's, let's talk about them. Let's learn more about them. So there's a little preview of what that is. But when we think about these names, Let's think of it, and this may be crude and not correct, but this is what came to me. First of all, these names are kind of like nicknames, right? They're kind of like nicknames. So, you know, my family, I have had a lot of nicknames over over the years. I, I mean, I had a PE teacher in elementary school that called me Fluffy. See, my hair has always been like this. So, fluffy because of my hair. It was big. It was curly. It stood out. Okay. So Fluffy. My papa always called me Doodlebug. Um, my family always call, calls me Emmy. Some of them called me Emmy Shea. One of my sorority sisters thought that was just the most precious and Southern thing she'd ever heard. And she called me, she still calls me Emmy Shea. Mr. Hurley, the 
precious, precious pharmacist that was friends with my papa still calls me Emmy Shea. Love it. I wouldn't trade that for the world. So my family, those people call me that. Anybody that knew me in Nashville before I moved here, all my friends from there called me Emmy. It's one of my nicknames. Am I a different person than Emily? No. Does that make me different? Not really. But that's some of the things. And even when you think, when I was thinking about this too, I, I, you know, Jim, before I married Jim, he had, obviously he had a life before I married him. And so there were a whole set of names that he went by, that his fraternity brothers called him, that all their girlfriends and wives now called him. Trotter is mostly it, or or trot. And all the little things, like he has a fraternity brother that said, John, uh, Jim speaks in trot bonics. This little John Grover. So he had all these little things because Jim does chew his words. He, he mumbles and you don't always understand what he's saying, but that's called tropbonics. And so his friends who knew him were able to <laughs> name these things and to say this. So these names of God, we can think of them kind of as nicknames as to who we are, as to who God is. Doesn't change. It doesn't mean that he's... Just sometimes he's the God of peace. He's always the God of peace. He's not sometimes the God who provides. He's always the God who provides. The same can be said for Elroy, the God who sees. He's always the God who sees. Always. He's always creator. He's always almighty. He's always all these things, the beginning and the end, the alpha and omega. He's always these things. And it reminded me of like when you're calling your your parent, like think about your mom. My, it depends on, you know, when you first learn to speak, you say mama. And so it through your life, you say mama, and that's what you know. And then when you get a little bit older, you may say mama some, but you then you may be mommy or, or mom. Mama. There's that, what's that, what's that show, Family Guy, right, that I don't even like, that I've never watched, but it has a character on there that's a baby, I don't know, and there's a clip of him going, mommy, baba, baba, mom, mom. <laughs> this is kind of what's running through my head. Um, there's a picture into my mind. Um, sorry. So, here's, but, it, it, so with my mama, like, when I'm talking to her, and I'm like, mom, hey, mama, mother, Becky. How we change, how we call, it, it, it is dependent about us. Not She's always my mother. No matter what I call her, that's what she is. And depending on how I'm feeling or what I need might change my tone or the name that I use. Right? So looking into these names... How could it not broaden our horizons and, and, and make, make better our relationship to who we're talking to? The, the verse today that just kind of jumped out at me is Psalm 27. 
And this is out of my new American standard. Uh, and it starts with some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord, our God. We will boast in the name of the Lord. So that boast in Hebrew means to have confidence in, to trust. We will have confidence in the name of the Lord, our God. We will trust the name of the Lord, our God. And so when we say this, we have to think, well, what is this? This, this, that, um, we don't, something that, that Kay Arthur points out is we don't know. Christians mostly don't know this. We don't know the names. We don't call on all those aspects of God. We think that he's just God. I mean, he, yeah, okay, creator, yeah, God. Almighty Heavenly Father. We think of him up there as that and that he doesn't trickle down into all the other things. We don't think about him all the time in his compassion or his mercy or his judgment. We really don't like to think about the God who judges. No, no, we do not. We don't like that one at all. And if we ignore it, maybe it'll go away. It's not. It's not going away. Right? We have these names. And as Christians, we just really don't know them. We don't know how to use them. We don't know how to to dig in and call on those names to rest in all those characters of God, all those characteristics, all of those things that can draw us nearer to him. Because y'all, I mean, it just hits different when you can pray in your, in your time of need. Jara, Jehovah Jara, I, you will provide. I don't understand what's going on. I don't know what this means. It will change your relationship with the Lord when you learn about who he is. It will change it. Just like knowing someone's childhood nickname will change that level of your friendship. It will change it. So why wouldn't we want to know it? I want to read this, what um, Kay Arthur says. This is about the, what's the problem? We, why don't we run to the arms of our all-sufficient God? I think it's because most of us don't really know our God. Why do many collapse in the day of trouble and testing? Why are they immobilized? Why don't they take an aggressive stand in the face of fear? Because Christians, for the most part, can't boast in the name of their God. And what do I mean when I say boast in the name of our God? In the Hebrew language, the phrase to boast 
in means to have confidence in, to trust in. Therefore, to boast in God's name means to have confidence in his name. And in biblical times, a name represented a person's character. God's name represents his character, his attributes, his nature. To know his name is to know him. To boast in his name is to have confidence in who he is. So when we dig into this in the next couple of weeks, there will be, I I mean, I'm not going to get all of them. I I don't know that I can. I don't know that I'm smart enough. (laughs) I don't know if I could be exhaustive in our search. But we're going to cover a lot that she only does. And the reason I'm just not using this book is, I mean, she does, well, she does more than I thought. She does 17. I'm probably not going to do 17, but I'm probably not going to do, because there's one that I, that's not in this book that I really want to know about and that I've never really seen yet. I think it is. And at some point I've mentioned this before that I wanted to, to sign a petition to get this added to the list. And then I was like, Emily, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. (laughs) If you want to call this, the name of God that you just add it to for yourself. It does not have to be recognized by biblical scholars and theologians and seminary professors. It doesn't have to be acknowledged by them for it not to be true and for it not to be a name that is referenced in the word. So you're going to get a little, you're going to get the one I want to add. So that's exciting. That's exciting. We'll trademark that and here it'll be. Okay, this is short, guys, but I didn't want to jump in and I wanted to spend some time talking about why we know these, why the book title is Lord, I want to know you, why that what that, that has anything to do with God. What, what does that have to do with getting to know him? So this today is short. It's a little tidbit. They're probably, these will probably be, you know, my other, gosh, I mean, Jonah was like, I mean, I talked a long time. See, I'm learning. This is a learning curve. Okay. I'm not as long winded maybe as I was. Maybe. Right. So we're going to jump in and do these things, but that's it for today. Thank you so much for, for, for tuning in and for watching and for digging in and for knowing the Lord better. Bye.